Well, I'm glad to be here today. And um, I, uh, when you mentioned Capitol Hill uh, Baptist, I was there a couple of years ago, and uh, such a great ministry that's happening there as well. And uh, thankful for uh, the opportunity. Travis uh, uh, called me this week and asked if I can uh, uh, cover for him uh, today. And, and so I was debating uh, what to do. So uh, we have a Spanish ministry on Saturday nights, and I had um, just so happened I was uh, gave a lesson, the, the message on uh, Saturday night out of Luke 12. And then uh, this morning, we've been going through the book of uh, Psalms. And so this morning, uh, for our service, we did Psalm 88. And so uh, I have been prayerfully wondering, which direction do we go? Uh, do we go the Luke 12 route, or do we go the, the Psalm 88 route? And what's going to be most helpful for, uh, for you today? And, um, and so uh, we're going to let you decide. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, we... Um, as uh, as just perfectly considered it, and just even over lunch, uh, uh, as my wife Angela and I were talking about it, felt like uh, Luke 12 is specifically uh, an area that will touch every one of us. Uh, uh, is that again, or you know, Psalm 88, which is the saddest of all uh, psalms of all 150 psalms? And so, um, which which way do we go? <laughs> Um, well, if, again, if you don't know who I am, I am uh, Pastor John and uh, been the pastor here at Summit Ridge uh, for the last 14 years and uh, am incredibly grateful that uh, you've been able to be here. Uh, I wish you could be here in the mornings, uh, but obviously we've, um, we've been here for uh, a little bit, and, but um, glad that you've been able to be uh, using the facility, and we just, we love that. Uh, that just blesses our heart. Uh, and so, why don't we ask God to continue to guide us in his word. Father, as we come, Lord, may you speak. I ask that you will, that you will move upon us to hear what your, what your spirit is saying. Lord, teach us. Um, we, we need you. Uh, Lord, there's a number of needs here in this room as well as uh, what was even prayed earlier of families that are out and, and sick and uh, specifically I think of, of Travis and his mom and, and, and family. Lord, we pray for your protection over them and your care and, and others that are, that are hurting. Uh, Lord, I pray that the church will, uh, will love well. Uh, those who are, are hurting. And Lord, may we do that because of your Spirit's work in us and through us. Uh, so, Lord, even as we, as we talk this morning uh, of, of worry, I pray that you will, you will prompt us and, and draw us all the more to you. You are our Savior and you are good. We thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to have said uh, Happy Reformation Day or not. Um, I, you, you probably would have thought I'd say Happy Halloween, but uh, um, Happy Reformation Day was how I started this morning. 
1517, right? Martin Luther, this is a spark that, uh, that, that draws us back as a church to the very roots of, of salvation. Uh, the greatness of our king of, is Jesus that, that saves and saves radically, not by our works, but rather by his work. And isn't that good? Uh, and so today's a wonderful day uh, to celebrate. We all probably struggle, uh, if, I'm, if we're honest enough, we would all struggle with worry to some degree or another. And as good Christians, I know that we're not supposed to worry and things, but the fact is it just seems to seep into our lives. We're not alone in that. Uh, Howard Hughes, who many of you have heard of, he was an eccentric businessman, uh, but he was also uh, not only just making billions, but he was a worrywart. Uh, he, uh, one of the, his great worries and fears was being a germaphobe, um, uh, fear of germs. Uh, wasn't even around in, during COVID, uh, so uh, it's hard to imagine uh, just how, much, how maybe debilitating uh, that would be. This is how debilitating it was for, uh, for Howard Hughes. Uh, over, uh, as his fears continued to grow, he in fact ended up, um, in 1947, he quarantined himself into a private movie theater where he spent just watching movies and uh, eating chocolate bars and drinking milk. Uh, now, for some of you would think, that doesn't sound like such a bad idea. That sounds like a wonderful thing. Uh, but he did this for four months. Um, I would think for me, after a month, I would get a little tired of that. Um, four months. What would be going on in somebody that would cause them to be so fearful that they would, they would completely isolate themselves? Uh, he ended up dying as a prisoner in his own bed over such fears. Somebody that seems to have what the world would say is, is everything that you need, he doesn't have everything he needed, is he? Um, it's also telling for me the power of worry, uh, what it does, what, what worry and anxiety, um, when unchecked, can eventually do. The, um, the worries and anxieties and panic and fears that all of us struggle with, panics, doomsday uh, scenarios. Uh, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I can have a tendency when my worry gets away on me, uh, I have no trouble creating doomsday scenarios. Um, there's a lot of reasons for us to be fearful, right? I mean, we certainly, we live in a COVID world. Um, there's a lot of fears regarding jobs and what, what is, what does one's job look like? Uh, there are fears over uh, everything from vaccines to government issues to uh, our families. Uh, and, and these things narrow down into issues of our kids, finances, our future. Uh, there's uh, perhaps your, your worries almost would seem a little bit like a, a shark fin in the water. If you've ever been swimming at the beach and you would see a shark fin, uh, this 
the shark fin that is just right above the water, just slowly inching, moving toward you, it will feel as though it is moving closer and eventually it's going to get you. Um, our worry has a tendency to, to do that as well. They, they creep into every area of our hearts and our minds. It affects us physically. Uh, it affects uh, our breathing, it affects our blood pressure, it affects our weight, it affects what we eat uh, or don't eat, uh, depending upon how you respond to, to various worries uh, and things that are going on. It affects your sleep. Uh, worry, enough weight of worry will wake you up in the middle of the night and uh, leave you, uh, your head spinning, thinking, trying to figure out a, a plan. They it affects your ability to rest. Uh, you can sit down, you can uh, turn on the game perhaps and, and feel like, oh, I finally get to rest, but it's still, it's still there, still just running. Um, uh, over time, you'll become a little bit uh, irritable, crabby, um, unable to concentrate. Uh, those are just a few of the complications that come with, with worry. Um, I would suspect that all of us, to one degree or another, have experienced that. Um, here's something that how people will respond sometimes in the midst of lots of worry in, in one's life and anxieties. Uh, you will have well-meaning friends that will say, well, just don't worry about it. Uh, just stop worrying. And I can appreciate well-intentioned um, words very sentimental, I can appreciate that, but it really doesn't seem to, to help. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. Well, just stop worrying. Is your response just like, you know, that's just what I needed. Thank you so much. I, I don't worry anymore. I'm, I'm just done with it. Um, it really doesn't seem to, to address the heart. Uh, it doesn't go to the, to the levels of depth to, to meet those, those needs by some nice words, niceties of, well, just stop worrying about it. Uh, what I want to do this afternoon is for us to drop our anchor into a, a storm of worry. What does God say about that? Um, I love God's word. I love God's word because God's word will, will never... It will never uh, just, uh, just say everything is fine. It doesn't minimize your fears. God doesn't shame you. Uh, it doesn't just respond by saying, well, you're just overreacting. But God's word, the very spirit of God, in fact, speaks very much to these areas of your heart and to your life. And he offers peace. Peace is possible in the midst of worry. And so he speaks directly to us. As I mentioned, I wanted to look at Luke chapter 12. Uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 12. I am reading out of the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Um, I think you probably predominantly use the ESV. Is that the typical... Um, I wish I would have thought of that earlier. I would have brought my ESV. I love the ESV. Um, 
Here is how Jesus begins here in his speaking to his disciples. Uh, it's in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 22. And what I want us to look at is, is verses 22 through 34. But just here in verse 22, look how Jesus starts in, in addressing these issues of worry and anxiety. Here's what he says. Then he said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body, what you will wear. <laughs> um, it seems almost like a little bit of a nicety of Jesus, right? Uh, like a, one of those friends, oh, well, just stop worrying. I, don't worry about your life. Oh, okay. Uh, verse 29, even. If you jump down to 29, don't strive for what you should eat or what you should drink, and don't be anxious. So in just this last little bit, don't worry, don't strive, don't be anxious. Thank you, Jesus, I feel so much better. Um, just what I needed. What is he addressing here in verse 22? Don't worry about your life, what you will eat. Uh, in other words, your livelihood. The very things of how am I going to provide by putting food on the table? How? Uh, what does that look like? What am I going to eat? And, or don't worry about your body and what you will wear. Uh, when you lack clothes, you feel exposed. Um, Jesus is getting right down into the core of things that we fear, things that we worry about. If I were to ask you, my guess is, are you worried about putting food on your table or uh, what you're going to wear? For, for many, that probably doesn't, doesn't feel like it totally meets. But when you, when you think about in the future, and for some of you, uh, if you're anything like some of those in our church, there is some career changes that are happening uh, and some concerns and they're losing their jobs or potentially about ready to lose their jobs and, and they're not sure what the next steps are. This becomes very real for them. But for all of us, we have fears that move right to the, to the core and if you were to take away, where are you gonna get your next meal? Do you know where, how you're not gonna be exposed uh, the very things that you need, this, this moves right to your heart. And Jesus is saying, don't worry, don't strive, don't, don't, don't be anxious. Worry is, um, worry here is this idea of excessively concerned over something. Excessively concerned. You, you think on it over and over again. Uh, worry has a tendency... Uh, if you're anything like me, worry has a tendency to try to fix the problem. Uh, it, it will work on overdrive to fix it. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling concerned, and so I'm wanting to try to fix it, and so worry works to, I need to find a fixer. The issue with worry is that it is powerless. Uh, it really can't fix anything. It, um, 
It will leap into the future and immerse itself into a potential problem and try to find a solution. And so it, it works over and over again trying to, to, to fix it. When you feel anxious, uh, your, your body begins to be overrun by it and, and you start feeling like you need to uh, find that solution. Uh, here's something else that's going on in, in worry. In worry, there's a conversation with yourself, but my guess is when you're worrying, it doesn't sound quite like this. You know, you're worried right now. You're concerned about the uh, list of things. You're concerned about that, and let's try to figure this out. That is probably not the conversation that's going on. Here's my guess is your conversation, a little bit more internally, sounds like this. Nah! Figure it out! Urgent emergency! Figure it out! And everything in you is screaming to try to figure out a solution. Uh, it feels like an emergency. Am I just preaching to myself, or is this true? Um, you, you feel like you are going to lose it. You also feel alone. And, and everything in you is telling you, do something. Here's something else that I find fascinating in my worry. Whenever I am worried, there is something significant that is missing in the, in the, in the whole piece of the realm of my conversation and my yelling uh, that's going on internally. Do you know what's missing? God. pastor, a Christ follower, one who loves Jesus. And I have these, these inner dialogues that go on, and, and I'm trying to figure out a solution. And whenever there's the worry, I recognize somewhere along the lines, God willing, is that I'm doing that apart from God. God isn't a part of the solution. I feel alone. I feel as though I have to figure this out. So what do we do? Um, one of the things that I would encourage before we, we come to the place of just stop worrying, um, I want to encourage you to consider what it is you are worried about. Your worry, those anxieties that you are feeling, the thing that is waking you up in the middle of the night, the thing that is hard to turn off, uh, it is pointing to something that is important to you at the time. Potentially, more than likely, you feel that you are about ready to lose something. It's looking into the future and you feel like you are losing that something that is important. I think that's important because Jesus wants to speak to these very things. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about the body and what you will wear. 
for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Left to myself, I create these doomsday scenarios and uh, I hope that my, the chaos of my mind is going to stumble upon some kind of reasonable answer. What I'm trying to do is I, take, I try to take it in my own hands, uh, by my own power. And so, Jesus, don't worry, don't strive, don't be anxious. What confidence can we have that, that Jesus is, is, is speaking to those fears and to those worries? What kind of words is he going to speak that are going to help you in your anxieties? Jesus, Jesus shows us uh, here out of this passage. It's almost as though Jesus is inviting you uh, to, say, to say, come, come, come closer. Come, come lean in to me. Let, me. let me show you by my very creation how I speak to your very worries, the very anxieties that you carry Here's why you can trust me. Look at verse 24. Consider the ravens. So consider, think on the ravens. Uh, They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn, yet God feeds them. Interesting, he points to the birds as an example of why you don't need to worry. You don't need to strive. You don't need to have anxiety. Interestingly as well, he's pointing to not just um, particularly really nice birds, the ravens, um, the crows, uh, maybe to put it into our vernacular, uh, the the pigeons, those those very, uh, some I've heard them called flying rats, Uh, they are all over your, your, your rooftops and you see them and they just make a mess and consider the pigeons. Consider the ravens. They don't sow or reap. They don't have a storeroom or a barn. And yet, God feeds them. They... they they don't have to try to make it happen. That's what we have a tendency to do, isn't it? Think on them. Look at them. Aren't you worth much more than the birds? You are worth far more than those birds. And God feeds them. Jump down to verse 27. Consider how the wild flowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. 
Think on the wildflower. Again, not even necessarily the garden that you plant and you cultivate and you care for and you water and you fertilize and you prune. And I have some roses that are in our front yard and we, uh, I attempt to care for them. Uh, and sometimes it looks better than others. Um, he's not even talking about those. The wildflowers. Think of creation and all those wildflowers. I'm even thinking of those flowers that, that, that will never be seen by human eye. Those in, into valleys and places where, where no man goes that, that are growing and blossoming. And if you were to be able to set your eyes on them, it's just one of those beautiful pictures of that, that carpet of, of flowers that, that blossom. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin thread. They don't they don't work hard at, at making it all happen. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is in the field today and is thrown into the furnace tomorrow, how much more will he do for you, O you of little faith? How much more Consider those flowers and how God cares for the very flowers that nobody will ever set their eyes on. God knows them. He cares for them. He's taking care of them. How much more is he going to take care of you? You're worth far more. Let his creation, Jesus says, let his creation tell you of his story of how he will meet your every need. The Lord cares about your needs. This is why he, he can speak to you and say, don't worry. Don't, don't strive. Don't be anxious. And I hope that when you, when you read these words, you're not hearing a, a punitive God, uh, a punishing God, who is just out of anger, just stop worrying. Um, you, you will hear the tender voice of a Savior. The King of Kings who moves toward you. Think about this. For you to be able to talk to a king, if you were to ever meet with the king, how is that going to take place? It's going to take place because you have been allowed into the presence of a king. You have been, um, you, you have been invited to, into the presence of, of a king. Jesus. The Son of God, the King of Kings, moves toward you. This, 
This is remarkable. A, a savior that moves, a king that moves toward you. And he says, don't worry. Don't strive. Don't be anxious. How much more worth are you? You are worth far more. You, you know, right, in, in all of the universe, you think of the creation and all that, that God made. He made it all. There is not, so here, here's a mind-blowing thought. There is not one square inch in all of the universe that is outside of the sovereignty and control of God. Not one square inch in all of the universe. Nothing was created in the image of God except you, us. Of all of creation, of all of the different things, only mankind has the the fingerprint of God upon them. He, he moves toward you. So don't strive for what you should eat, what you should drink. Don't be anxious. Verse 30, for the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things and your father knows that you need them. Um, you, you'll want to highlight that. You want to mark that in your Bibles because you want to be able to find that quickly. Your father knows that you need them. Worry always projects the worst. Worry always goes towards the worst case scenario. Your father knows what you need. Jesus tells us so. Your father knows what you need. This is a reminder that I need. How about you? I love how he moves toward an antidote. What is the, what, what do we do? So, I see that he, uh, he, he knows uh, what, we, what we need, and I, I know that he, we, we, we are precious to him, but what do we do? How do I, what do, I do with all of that? Verse 31 says this, But seek his kingdom, and these things will be provided for you. Seek first him. Put him first. You, you call out to him. Uh, in the midst of your worry and your anxieties, you call out to the king who moves toward you. The king who loves you. The king who knows what you need. How do I do that? I'm glad you asked. I, uh, in the middle of the night, I will find myself saying, praying something like this, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling just the weight of, of things upon my heart right now. And, and I'll list those things, and, and God, it just feels like it's spinning out of control, and I need help. 
And so you say, don't worry, don't strive, don't be anxious. And so, Lord, I, I need you. I ask that you would help me. Your word says that you know exactly what I need, and so I am having a hard time believing that. Help me. Those are the kind of prayers that, uh, that I find myself praying. Seek first his kingdom. Lord, I want you in my, I want you is as as where my eyes go. I want to look to you. You know what I need, and you will provide everything that I need. This obviously doesn't mean he gives all me all my wants, thankfully. Um, but rather, the Lord knows what you need. He, he provides for you. He is, he is your provision. You know what this means is that you don't need to exhaust yourself in, in trying to figure it all out. You don't need to exhaust yourself. All that you are going through, he knows and he cares. And he will provide all that you need. Because he is God. He, he, he is the one who is strong. He is the one who is faithful. He is the one who provides all of your needs. He is your Father. I love what verse 32 says. Don't be afraid, little flock. Because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Make money bags for yourselves that won't grow old and inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do, do you hear what Jesus is saying to you? Don't be afraid. And again, this is not the, uh, 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 the, the punishing, angry, stop being afraid. Do you hear? It's, it's given away in the clue of little flock. Don't be afraid. Do you, do you hear the invitation of your Savior saying, come closer. Draw closer to me. Lean, lean in more. Trust me, I will provide. Don't be afraid, little flock. And again, this is where you want to highlight in your Bible, you want to find this quickly. Because in the middle of, of worry, in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of the night, you want to be able to find this. Because your Father delights to give you the kingdom. He delights? Your father delights? He, he, he loves? It is his very nature, in other words, for him to move toward you and provide for you? He loves doing that? Really? How do you think of your father? 
This is the very nature of God. Your father delights to give you the kingdom. He, he delights in giving of himself. You have everything that you need in Christ. He will provide all of your needs. He knows what is on your heart, and he is inviting you to, to bring those to him. That's his invitation to, to you and to me. There's no need to fear. Your Father is at work right here, right now. Put your treasure there. A treasure is another way of saying this is the thing that you worship. What do you worship? What do you go after? What do you need? Make God your treasure and you will not be put to shame. Make him your treasure, and you will not be put to shame. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This church is, is Jesus who speaks to you and to me, to the very, the very core of our being, he, he peels back layers of our heart and, and speaks to those things that, that are close to you, those things that fear, feel very fearful, the, the loss of, of things. He, he moves in and he speaks to those for you. He cares about them. And so... So you have a conversation with him. You, you, you ask him to help you draw closer. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you, he says. Help me, Lord, to remember your words. Maybe your prayer is quicken these two to my heart in the middle of the difficulties that I am facing. He speaks to your fears. What are those particular fears for you? Something in the future? Some unknowns? I was thinking of a, of a parent who is concerned for their teenage child who is becoming more and more distant and less and less responsive. And they Everything that the parent tries, nothing seems to be connecting, and it, their child just seems to be more and more despondent. That parent will be in a place of, a, of a long days and nights of worry. Dark days. A marriage that is that is just feels as though it's on the rocks. 
at best. You don't know if it's ever going to get any better. Maybe there's been some exposure to sin and you have been found out. And it feels as though it's all going to fall apart. Perhaps a career. And there's a shift that is about to take place for you. And you're not exactly sure where the next monies are going to be coming in. Maybe it's a certain health, concerns over health, a doctor's appointment that you are about ready to face this week. There's no shortage of, of areas that we can fear. And it is the Savior who moves toward you who with the authority that, that alone comes from, from God, the authority to be able to tell you, tell me, don't worry. I care. I know the very things that you need. Why don't we pray and talk to that very God? Lord, you know every one of our hearts, and you know what is specifically going on in each and every one of us. Fears and worries, things that, that, that weigh heavy on us, Lord. Uh, concerns. There's anxieties, Lord. Things that we have perhaps tried to take in our own hands. I, I pray that where there has been, um, as we've talked many a times, Lord, I, uh, my sin is self-reliance. <laughs> I often feel like I can do things on my own and I try so much on my own God, we've, we've talked about this so many times and I've sought forgiveness from you. Perhaps there's others here that are self-reliant like this sinner. But my guess is we, we need your spirit to, to convict us and to draw us. May your word be the very word that, 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 that rests upon our heart that is a, a sweetness for our hearts that draws us to you and finds that you are most gracious, most merciful. You are the Father who cares about us. So we call out to you, have your way. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.